TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. And a base hit to left. Arise has his third hit. Rounding third. Heading home is Polanco. He's pulled two hits. And he thought he'd try out left field for a change. That's our guy, Luis Arise. This is our number two of the Score North first place twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 ranks where the magic number is 41. Rami Makhlouf, Judd Zulgad, Danny Cunningham, all back for our number two with Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. That dude just keeps on impressing. Nobody was talking about him when this season started. He didn't even join the roster until a little later in the season. But Luis Arise just keeps getting it done, Judd Zalgad. Okay. Are people throwing around Tony Gwynn comparisons now? Last night on on the telecast, I saw it. Actually, before I heard it on the telecast, somebody tweeted Smalley saying, Does Arise remind you of Gwynn? And and then in the postgame, Smalley openly talked about the fact that, that he has gotten and heard comparisons to Gwynn and Rod Carew. And he said, the more I watch him, I basically can't deny that. Uh, Here's my question to you guys as baseball fans. Because this kid's incredible right now. Like, I watch him, and he's poised, and he's calm, and and his approach during at-bats is like he's 35 or something. I mean, he's, like, literally spitting at pitches and shaking his head in the batter's box. Like, you thought you were going to get me with that? Do we we foresee adjustments to him... um, either late this season or probably more likely early in 2019 that slows him down? Or is this really him? Because this, watching him now, this is remarkable. I think that he's going to run into some bad luck at some point where he he puts almost everything in play. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you're going to find holes for the most part. And, And he does that better than almost anybody. He's got a batting average on balls in play. Well over 350. It's at 368 right now. Major League average is 300 on that. At some point, that's going to have to come down a little bit. You would think so. Like he's the not, odds just are like yeah. that. That's what baseball is. No right. one, no one lives up there in that category. Right. And especially when you're not a power hitter, you're going to run into some outs. I think at some point, some sort of shift is going to maybe not overhaul. Not like a, an overwhelming shift, but guys are going to start to be positioned a little bit better when he's got more than however many plate appearances, more than 350 plate appearances, which he's not at yet. So I I do think at some point they're going to catch up to him. He won't be this good forever, but he's not going to be bad. Like, he's going to be a very good baseball player, a very good hitter. I just don't think that he's going to be Tony Gwynn. I mean, I've been, like, watching him, that swing, that stance, I've been, like, in the back of my mind, I'm going, it reminds me of somebody. It looks like something I've seen before, and I think there was just, like, a block in my brain going, don't go there, dude. Like, don't, like, don't, I don't blame you for that. Don't go That's there. You know what safe. I mean? The name never even came to my head. I think my brain was stopping me before I would even get to that point. But you look at his stance and his swing, and it is Tony Gwynn-esque. Like, that sort of compact, back hunched over, legs bent, really tight, compacted swing. It is Tony Gwynn-esque when you look at his stance and his swing. I don't know if he'll get the same results as Tony Gwynn or continue to get Tony Gwynn-like results as he has to this point in his career, but there's nothing to indicate that the guy isn't for real, and a big part of this is not even anything that you can measure in analytics or necessarily see in his swing or anything like that. He has big league moxie. The kid, the, the kid 
believes that he belongs here. And I've no mentioned that. I've mentioned this a couple of times that after he sort of started to make a name for himself at the big league level, I think it was at the athletic, they had a piece on Luis Arise, and that was the thing that stood out to prospects at every level from the time that he he came into professional baseball and as he worked his way through the levels, they said that he always had the composure. He never looked like the moment was too big for him, like he was intimidated by anybody or anything in the game of baseball. He has the moxie to be at this level. So the, the thing off that point that strikes me about this kid is this. I have no idea if this guy in day-to-day life is smart, but he strikes me as being borderline sports brilliant. Like, he's got moxie, but he's also got this calmness, and he has picked at least two, but probably more, in the past uh, couple weeks, one from Sano and then one in Milwaukee from Polanco. He has picked throws at second base that are damn hard, and but it starts with like his positioning and poise, and his approach in, in at-bats goes beyond just being being a good athlete at the plate. Like, his approach is also very, very smart. I think that he is one of these guys who day-to-day might be an ordinary dude. Mm-hmm. Might be smart, might not be, don't know, don't care. But sports-wise, is really, really smart. And I bet you that there is there, there are very few situations that you could give him in which he'd be flummoxed. I'm with you. I think that he is a really high IQ player. And you bring up the the plays he's made at second base to bail a couple of guys out. Those have come in relatively big spots, too. Yes. I remember the one bad throw that Snow had that Arise picked at second. It, it got them out of an inning against Cleveland. I want to say it was on the Thursday night game, which they did go on to lose. But that game would have gotten a lot. It would have broken the game open if that ball goes into right field. Look, at least two more runs score. And then we have all seen the way that pitchers have kind of not picked their defense up after an error with this Twins because they've given up so many under runs and that could have opened the floodgates instead you keep it like a four run game or whatever and you ultimately give yourselves a chance at the end of that game if rise doesn't make that pick that doesn't happen and he makes a lot of little things like that that probably go unnoticed they don't show up in a box score and i think the baseball iq shows itself in the batter's box too sure because he, he has just a great approach he's never he doesn't look bad on any swings it looks like he's never surprised by whatever the pitcher is throwing at him and he came in with an 0-2 count against Edwin Diaz, who was just throwing gas, like a 100-mile-an-hour gas that night, mm-hmm. and managed to work about, I think it was like a 10- or 11-pitch walk. He has a great approach every time he steps into the batter's box. He doesn't look like he gets fooled. Right. And he never is in in a hurry to try and get a hit. Like, the at-bat plays out. He'll, yeah. he'll foul pitches mm-hmm. off. He'll wait you out. He's, he is not trying to, to be like, okay, i got to get a hit now. He will wait and, and wait and wait. And I'll give you a fielding play that is is looked simple but incredibly impressive. The triple play against the Yankees was started by him at third base. He doesn't really play third no. base. Think about that. And, and I know it's a hot shot. It seems, you know, just step on third and throw it to second, right? But that would have been a very easy play to say, bleep it, I'm going to get the double play. I'm going to step on third and throw it to first, and the guy's going to go to second and too bad. Two sure outs. That's the easiest thing. And he stepped on third and made a great throw to second. And, and that, again, goes back to if you do that and you do it well, it looks really, really simple. And fans are like, of course you did that. Yeah. But it's not. Instincts. Instincts and smarts yeah. and abilities. This kid does things that that 
I would argue a lot of guys in their fourth or fifth year probably don't have the ability to do, just from a sports-savvy standpoint of being smart. No, he definitely has great baseball instincts and, and great baseball IQ. I don't. I, I think the dude's for real. I don't want to go Tony Gwynn or Rod Carew. That's what, no, that's your. I'm with you on that one. That's. I, I think he's for real. He's a big league player. He's. I'm hesitant to say like a future All Star, but he's going to be an above average player for a long time. I think. But to the saying comparing him to Tony Gwynn, I understand that they're certain mannerisms or the way they play is comparable, but saying that he's going to be Tony Gwynn is completely irresponsible. And unfair to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is unfair to him. DiMaggio, perhaps, but not Gwynn. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right, that's fair. Mantle, you think? Yeah, you don't want to set the expectations too high. Clemente, maybe? But Tony Gwynn, like, pump the brakes. Some of these chumps. (laughs) He's your everyday second baseman, right? He's taking Jonathan Scope's job. Oh, it's over. Yeah, for Scope, yes. Yeah, you know what? Yes, in part because Scope hasn't been very good. Scope either. can still contribute, can be a big part of this team off the bench, give a rise, a rise, excuse me, a day off every now and then, and be able to give give Rocco Baldelli that flexibility to move guys around the field. But he is basically your everyday second base and, and, moving forward. And a rise is the anti Scope because Scope's stats in pressure situations right now are absolutely off the charts, awful. Mm-hmm. And a rise comes up and there's pressure, and he's like, "Okay, cool." Fell off three pitches, take a pitch. Fell off two more pitches. And Scope, I think his, if I'm correct, I saw this in the press box a couple of days ago during uh, the Cleveland game, his late-inning pressure situation statistics are awful. Mm-hmm. Like, awful. Absolutely terrible. So, yes, it's done. You probably saw it after the decision by Tony Diaz to send Adrian's on that play, and somebody was trying to justify you know, it by saying, Jonathan Scope's not good late in games. I think I looked it up before that, but yes, I probably took a look again after Tony Diaz <laughs> decided to send our guy Adrian's, and the poor guy was thrown out of home plate by eight miles. Yes, you're probably right. Do you consider putting a rise at the, at the top of the lineup or in the top part of the lineup? I, I like the Who idea. Do you remove? I don't know. I don't know that you necessarily look at it as removing anybody or as just you have to bumping it's, everyone it's a, down. It's a, it's a double-sided coin. I, like I you, really, when you're moving someone up, someone has to fall. Right now, Who you certainly it? could. I really like. Yeah, that's and that's Sano hit second exactly. last night. Yeah, do you lead off Arise and I mean, put Kepler and bat Kepler second? I just I really like the idea of a guy with a 425 on base percentage and 893 OPS. At the top of your lineup, getting on in front of Kepler and Sano and Polanco and Rosario and Nelson Cruz when you eventually get him back. That's those are that's a guy who's on base as consistently as anyone on your team right now in front of your run producers. There's a I know that's chance. old school baseball thinking, but yeah, come on, Ryan. That, no, but that makes get sense in this the case. Analytics hate you. Yeah, he, he likes pitcher wins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, oh man, that four inning smelter save last night. Did you boys see that? That was a Look, sight to behold. No, you, guys are, you guys are twisting my words. I wasn't saying he should have gotten a save for it. The save rule is stupid. Rami saves, actually stood up and applauded when Max Kepler got hit by the pitch. Saves are irrelevant. <laughs> Because I love the unwritten rules. I was just saying well, that who doesn't? he did what you asked him to do. That's all I was saying. But back to Arise. Arise. Would you put him at, at or close to the top sure, of the why order not? in front of some of those run producers? I right. lead him off. Right now, why not? Bat Kepler second. Just a decent chance. Yeah, I would just bump down the entire lineup that you had last night. I'd have Arise, Kepler, Sano, Polanco, Rosario, Crone, blah, blah, blah. Decent chance you're up 2 nothing after two hitters. I think that it, it could make some sense here to drop Polanco in the lineup. I think that that could be the guy you look at to drop because he's been, he hasn't been himself lately. He hit third last night too. That's not the spot that you want Jorge Polanco hitting right now. No. I, I don't think that that's much of a debate. I think if you want to shake up the lineup and put a rise at the top, then Polanco is probably the guy that it makes the most sense to drop. 
You don't just bump the whole order down? I mean, no. I'd, I'd probably have him down below No, because you, cer- you certainly don't have him in the four spot. Is it what you would? That's right. where he would be if you just bump everyone down a spot. I do love lineup talk. That's- so when, when Buxton comes back, do you still hit him ninth consistently for the rest of the season? Yeah. Yep. I was saying that I you, have no problem with that, but I, I, I know you've been very outspoken at times. Yeah, but with that. the injuries, let him come back and and find his footing. So you don't move him. Okay, no, I'd keep. I've got no nine, problem with that. But I I really like the I'm I'm intrigued by the idea of Luis Arai leading like, things off. I like Sano at six or below, maybe five, but I, I think I prefer six. And and I agree with Danny Polanco at this point in time could easily be dropped. He could be hit. I wouldn't feel eight. bad about that at all. I mean, and, yeah, you're, and your guy, I think I think Arai it's best for him. To, yeah, for Polanco, I think it's the best thing for him. Give him time off. And by the way, well, yeah, that, they're in that's Texas the best for, thing for him. You're in Texas for four? How about a little blow for the guy in Texas? Yeah. Those games are all outside still before their dome opens next season, right? Man, that stadium looks nice. Yeah. Have you guys seen the, the blueprints for that stadium? It's no. excess, like everything else in that godforsaken state. You're going to be able to see the skyline <laughs> and everything, guys. It's yeah. going to be crazy. I, you know what? You like can that- have... You that can, can ha- be done. Hey, you know Did what? Did you know that could be done? You take Dallas and Houston, you keep them, Rami, okay? It's going to be air-conditioned. I don't Ooh, like Dallas and Houston. Air-conditioned? I've never been to Texas. I can't stand Houston. Dallas, I actually don't mind that much. <laughs> Houston, I hate Houston. What happened to you in Houston? It's unzoned, and so there's like a, a church, a brothel, a liquor store, and a church. It's just complete chaos. <laughs> there's, like, there's like two or three downtowns. A church, so explain a brothel, it, a liquor store, and, a church. and another church. This sounds great. It's you unzoned. Can, there's, you no, can, there's no zoning laws. You can yeah. sin, cleanse yourself. Sin, cleanse yourself. Yeah. Sin, cleanse yourself. It's awesome. It. Yeah. Explain to me what you don't like. <laughs> it's chaos. It's the type of chaos. I don't like. I ordinarily like chaos. In this sense, I don't. It's too much. You are the man behind Twins Tidbits, and you don't like that. Well, he might. You're an agent of chaos. Very different people. Tidbits and I are not the same guy. Tidbits would like it. He would like it, but I am not a Houston fan. Tidbits would love Houston. Probably. But anyway, so they're going to have a dome stadium next year. and Retractable Jorge, roof, yeah, not a dome Jorge, stadium. Okay. A retractable roof Jorge stadium Polanco, with temperature control. Temperature control. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Four games in in Arlington, three more to go. Give Jorge Polanco a day off, please, and don't DH him on that day. I think I'd wait. I'd wait it out because you're so shorthanded right now. I'd wait it out. No, he first could be of on all, the bench. First of all, you get Cruz on Monday. You get him back on Monday, yeah. and then you have an off day coming up next Thursday. I would consider a day off before or after or both, and give him two or three can days Adri- off his legs. Can Adrianza not start a game? Though? Well, both go both. With both All plans. hands on deck, man. Did, did Cruz take BP yesterday? Probably. Because I know he was supposed to in Texas, and we haven't. I haven't seen anything about how it went. He was in uniform in, in the dugout through the entire game because uh, Fox Sports North showed him about 80 times talking to uh, uh, Scope throughout the course of the game, so my guess is he took in BP. uniform for the most part when he's been injured. When he's around the team, he's, he he's BP, wearing though. baseball pants. I'm very curious to see how how that hand responds. Brian too. points out that uh, the Ranger Stadium isn't in Dallas or Houston, Judd. It's Arlington. In, it's in Arlington, Texas. Which is right by Dallas. Is it? I it's a know. suburb. I don't know geography. It, I've it been is there. Like it, it counts as a Dallas. It's a Dallas team. suburb. Okay. Arlington. I'm just reading you the tweet, man. Don't the, the Dallas Cowboys play in Arlington. Do they? Oh, yeah. It's, AT&T Stadium is in Arlington. Yeah. Yep. All of those oversized, excess, unnecessary venues are now in Arlington. Tell us how you really feel, Joe. But I really don't like Houston. I don't mind. I, 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 I thought you would have liked. I, I thought you would have disliked Dallas, Dallas more because of the hockey thing. Oh, because they got the because North they stars? stole your stars. That's yeah, not really their fault. 
Okay. It's Norm Green's I still fault. Don't see the problem. It's not their fault. I still don't see the problem with Houston the way that you described it. Sounds like a great town to me. Well, you should go and try it and see what you think. Report back to me. I'm not going with you. <laughs> the lack of zoning, and I swear to God, they've got three downtowns. I've never heard anybody complain about a lack of I mean, zoning. It's the fourth largest city in the United States. But I want one down. I want a centralized downtown. That's what I want. I want one downtown. Every city I go to, I want one downtown. That's city engineer Judd Zalgad, along with Danny Cunningham, I'm Robbie Makloff, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. I got thoughts. Future North. city planner. First place, Twins show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. Magic number 41, we're on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Easy. The Score North Twin Show. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Here's a drive to right field. Going back is Mazzara, 236 on the season. Rosario's 27th of the year, and it's 12 to 3. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North this year, the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 41. Rami Makloff, Judd Zulgad, Danny Cunningham, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. Purple Daily coming up at 2 o'clock. If you're listening to us live, you can listen to Purple Daily, this show, and any of the fine Score North programming anytime you want with the Score North mobile app. You can also stream us live, and the more you do that, the more points you rack up to get cool rewards from us because we love you here at Score North, and it's your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com. I like people. Including the thoughts of Judd Zalgad and Danny Cunningham. I'm not sure I love them. You don't love our listeners? I told you that a few days ago. I like them a lot. I appreciate them. I don't uh, know. I love them. I love you, listeners. Tough, tough love from Sports Dad. That's true. That's true. Thank My, you. When we were talking about that the other day, and uh, I said we don't really say I love you in our family. Yeah. I my, my I talked to my mom today and she she said what do you mean we never and I was like we don't we never say that and she said that the radio cut out right after I said we don't say I love you <laughs> wow <laughs> so I helped you have a breakthrough with your entire family no no can I get a, a check for all my services here? so then she told me she loved me just to make me feel uncomfortable because uh, that's what we do in my family so the twins have recalled Lewis Thorpe so an it, optioning spell it is for. not bruised our Gratterall coming nope. up. I had a feeling it would not be him yet, but I think I don't they, know what they're waiting for. Just get him up here. Is he not? It, I mean, I know he had the injury, and they're sort of working him back from that. But if he's throwing 102, I gotta imagine that he's healthy. They clearly have a bullpen role in mind for him, at least temporarily, because he's working as the closer. I don't know what you'd be waiting for. You know what? I I am going to admit, I'm pretty much throwing in the towel on trying to tell you what I think they're going to do, not what they should do. I can tell you that, but man. I don't get a lot of stuff here, and this is one of them. Why not get the kid up here? I mean, you're playing uh, Texas now, and then the White Sox come in on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to do this, get him here and get him indoctrinated. So- the sooner you can find out if he can help and get him assimilated to big league baseball, yes. the better. Yes. You don't have a lot of time to waste here. If that's the plan, which it appears to be, because why else are you using him as a closer? Correct. You don't have time to waste. And your bullpen needs help right this is not a simple well i think it would help no you need help you need back end of the bullpen arms that are good that's there's no debate there like that's not a conversation of well but i can see this because you've got may and may so no there's no conversation here you need this guy get him up and guess what if it fails it fails it doesn't work but give yourself a chance right i just 
it's frustrating because there's so many things about the 2019 twins that have broken right for them. And I never, I don't sense that they're consistently um, pouncing on the opportunities that might be there. Some of them, you know, the Dyson trade, Romo trade, cool, that's great, good. But then there's other chances and opportunities and things, and you're like, okay, then call Gratterall up. For a team that hasn't found themselves in the midst of real competition for a long time, I do think the Twins are being too cautious, where they're... They haven't jumped all the way into the water. They've kind of ran up to it really quick, and they dipped the toe in, and then they backed away, and they're like, it's kind of cold. They haven't jumped in. They haven't gone all the way in the way that they need to if you do want to be a team that can make a run in October. And because of that, I, I have serious doubts about this team if they do win the division, if they do get into the playoffs. I have serious doubts about the damage they can do. But like I said before, the, the same mentality that, you took into or you should have taken into the trade deadline as far as how much risk you were willing to take with the future of this franchise should be the same mentality that you're taking right now with Bruce Dar Gradwell. Whatever risk there is involved with it, it's worth it because you have a chance to do something now. You think you can do something in the next few years, but you know you have a chance to get into October and mm-hmm. do something now. That that involves rolling some dice. Absolutely. And you can't be a hundred percent betting on having this type of a team or having this type of an opportunity next year or the year after that. I mean, you've set yourself up to be good and competitive over the next handful of years, but you don't know who's going to be healthy. You don't know who's going to, who all is going to be around. You don't know if Max Kepler is going to be able to repeat the type of season that he's having. He's a good baseball player and he figures to continue to be really good, but is he going to hit damn near 40 home runs again next year? Like he's probably going to do this year. Right. We don't know that for sure. There's a recipe for the Twins to be a 500 baseball team next year. That recipe yeah, exists. Sure. I'm not saying it's likely, but that's a it's a recipe that's out there. It can happen. If if baseball changes the balls back, if Byron Buxton gets hurt, what's this team look like? If the, the White Sox staff, are going to be better next year. The Indians aren't going to go away next right. year. Yeah. This is going to be a tougher division next year than it is right now. Right Agreed. now it's a two-team race. Next year it's going to be a three-team race because Chicago is going to be a legitimate ball club next year. And the, the American League in 2019 just has a lot of bad teams, which is great. Mm-hmm. It helps you. But you cannot count on, on the American League having only, let's say, four four to five I think good they teams have, they have next season. They have five good teams and a slightly above-average team in Boston. But here's here's the question. With uh, Gratterall, what's the worst case here? He comes up and gets hit as a reliever, facing guys sporadically, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, you stop the experiment. But he's not going to be done. That's not going to be... It's not like you're going to send him out and say, uh, Bruce Dar, go pitch eight. Got to have eight. And he goes out and he throws his arm out and he turns into a psychological meltdown mess, right? Need 24 outs from you today, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Jose Barrios was a disaster his rookie year. Yep. But I just, there's no, if you have, aside aside from, and I hope to God this is not the case, but aside from the service time discussion, which obviously comes up, and if that's mm-hmm. the case, shame on them. But, Would okay. you doubt it? No. I think that's going to have a lot no, to do with I, w- I wouldn't, but, but again, God help them if we find out that's why. Right. Because if that's why, I think they deserve to be absolutely positive. That's what I was just talking about. If How much of your future are you willing to gamble because of what you know you and, have a shot at now? And if this comes down to fi- finances and service time, and and by the way, we are still operating in a country where if you are a Major League Baseball player, it takes you six years to become a free agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So no, 
to answer your question, Danny, it wouldn't shock me if that's the case. But if that is the case, and we find out, I think they deserve to be that'd be disappointed up and down for absolutely that just just like they deserve that for the trade deadline for not going not going all the way and not trying to trade first or not completing a trade for a starter. I'm sure they tried, they didn't try hard enough. Speaking of raking, uh, per ESPN stats and info, last night was a historic night in Major League Baseball. Forty-eight home runs were hit in just ten games total. I don't need to do the math for you, but I will. That's four point eight home runs ESPN stats and per info game. The math for I you. could have done it. That's four point eight quick, home runs you. per game. Uh, nine different players had a multi-home run game on Thursday that ties uh, July second, two thousand and two, with the most multi-home run games in a single day all time. I'd like to do something just quickly. All right. I don't get you. I'd like to yawn. I don't understand you. The home run has lost me. I don't care. I'm sick of I'm sick of of one of my favorite sports having turned into indoor soccer. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> I am so tired of it. I'm so tired of seeing baseballs literally jump off bats and plead to leave the yard. What's the excitement now left? Seriously. What's the excitement of this? It used to be home runs, I don't I don't want to imply they were special because they, they were obviously hit in, in abundance for what, what we considered to be at the time. But is this really fun? Yes. Oh, I find it to it's be. It's a lot of fun. I miss good pitching to an extent. I'm tired of this. I'm, I miss good I'm pitching. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying this. Are you really? Yes. I'm, I'm not at all. I am. I'm not at all. I, I don't think doubles. you had that much fun last night. I miss doubles. I, I, I mean, I did. You were with triples. me. We had a great time. Here's what no, I love. I, I, I think that how, <laughs> how many home runs were hit? 48. I think the games. 48th one really upset you when Bryce Harper went deep. I mean, maybe, yeah. Doubles you were, were fun. You were not having fun when you saw I'm that. with Manny. But I'm a baseball fan. Doubles. Doubles were fun. Yeah. Guess what else, too? But you guys are acting like... But, all here's what I know, but here's where I know that in my heart I'm right. The Cleveland series, Twins, was great because Cleveland's pitching was so good. And I loved watching that. Mm-hmm. Worked quickly through strikes, young I do agree arms with working quickly, young arms and that are strikes. The twins don't do either. Yeah. But and and by the way, the Twins are one of many teams that don't throw strikes or work quick. and don't work quick. But watching Cleveland is so much fun because that's how baseball is meant to be played. I enjoy watching Byron Buxton hit a double every bit as much as I enjoy watching Nelson Cruz hit one over the fence. I enjoy, every I, every bit as much. I enjoy them both, and I like I like a lot of home runs. Mm-hmm. More more for me. But you guys are forgetting yeah. that the majority of what we're of what we're not seeing is not this exciting stuff that you're talking about. The majority of what we're not seeing is routine hits, routine ground outs, routine fly outs, a bunch of crap that we weren't entertained by. The stuff you're talking about, yeah, home runs are replacing some of that, but home runs are far more entertaining than most of the alternatives what we would be seeing on those swings of the bat. Far more entertaining. Give me good pitching. Give me both. Give me good pitching and defense. That's what I want. That's what I want. I mean, I'm tired of home runs. Gold glove plays. Web, web gems are a lot of fun, but most balls in play don't result in web gems. But the home runs are are They're just routine grounders and routine fly the balls. Home runs have become those things. The routine fly balls have become home runs. Yeah. that's my problem. But the home runs are, are a result of the sport now being rigged. It's not. These are not great power uh, guys at the plate. The sport's rigged now. It's rigged to hit home runs because the baseball's rigged. It's like a kids' game. I mean, kids can do what they're doing. If they had those baseballs, we're watching the might. League World Series right those, now. Those baseballs aren't juiced. Yeah, exactly right. Do we know that? Do we know that for a fact? I'm sure they're not juiced. You the don't know that. World, literally, it's World a Super Series Bowl. The baseball, the baseball is now a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's exactly what it's become. I mean, it's maybe a little too much, but I really, I, I don't have any problem with it. A little too much. And, and by the way, it. it's your guy who has fixed the game. 
And by fixed, I don't mean fixed. I mean the fix is in. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Only difference from this and, and the steroid era is that you didn't you don't have guys who are at a disadvantage. Everybody's using the same ball. Pitchers seem to be at a disadvantage. Not compared to other pitchers. True baseball everybody, fans, everybody disadvantage. Is, everybody yep. is playing with Us the same true ball. true baseball fans. I'm a true baseball fan. Don't tell me I'm not a true baseball fan. You're a fan, fan. of indoor soccer, because that's what you're watching. I, I, don't like soccer of, I don't like soccer of any kind. 14 to yeah, 10. Yeah, he, he did a stand-up <laughs> set about it last night. I heard he ripped it. Arena <laughs> League football, that's what you like, okay. Ronnie, isn't it? No, that's not I'm with this. Manny. <laughs> I'm with Manny. That's not what this is. Give me the double. This is like watching Pac-12 football. Yes, exactly. Or the Big 12. Big 12. Big 12. Big 12. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's it's incompetent defense and a rigged, in this case, a rigged ball. Well, I mean, you're judging defense across baseball and the Minnesota Twins. I don't think you could say it's a yeah, competent defense everywhere. Like competent defense, I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean pitching, too. Incompetent defense, Judd, I mean pitching. Judd is still salty about last night's game. There's just so many things about last night's game that just makes Judd just... Makes his blood boil. That's not the first time <laughs> Judd's been upset at an opposing team screwing up. I remember the, the no. Thursday night game against Cleveland in the ninth inning when there was that pop-up that Jose Ramirez didn't come down with. Judd was really upset that Jose Ramirez didn't catch that ball. <laughs> yeah, because it was crap. Yeah. Like, Judd, Judd dislikes when, when good teams do things wrong. No See, I just laugh and say thank you when it's not my team doing it. I want I want to see outs and competence, and I didn't see it that night. Thanks but this for the was, help. But this was worse. <laughs> we appreciate it. Let's take this W and go home. Andrew Annandale, you're on Score North. Hey. What's up, Drew? Hey, hey guys. Hey. So, so you're all right and you're all wrong. Okay. I like <laughs> that. song. Way to take a side. My mother gave me one piece of advice in life that was worth anything, and that is everything in moderation. Well, I disagree. Well, I, disagree. <laughs> I, I oh, and, Andrew, I can assure you the Tito's tonight will not be in moderation. I, I was going to say, when I go by Surly, I never think I'll take the moderation pack. Yeah, I think you got the wrong group of guys with that one. I think you missed us with that one. Yeah, what number did you dial? <laughs> oh. But when it comes to baseball, you need home runs, and you need doubles, and you need triples, and you need stolen bases. My God, you need stolen bases. Does that exist yeah. anymore? No. There's nothing no. like a good stolen base. So, so I love watching Nelson Cruz hit a home run. Love it. But I told you before, I never want to see Byron Buxton hit a home run again in his career. I want him hitting doubles and triples. It's more fun. It's more interesting. Appreci- so, appreciate, appreciate the call, Andrew. So are you guys... Call the day right there. Love you, that. It's Only a mix. Rami didn't get to Billy. It's a mix. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, I'm looking for a really a, healthy mix of here's, everything. Here's the question I have for you. The data says, in this age of analytics, that stealing bases, more times than not, kind of a stupid thing to do. Bunting, more times than not, kind of a stupid thing to do. With you there. All these things that you guys are asking for to be part of this this quote-unquote small ball and station-to-station baseball that you guys are asking for is not the smart way to play baseball. It's just not. Your chances of scoring runs are better if you do what teams are doing now. Are would So do you want to see the Twins do these things for your entertainment, even though it probably lowers the chance of them scoring runs and winning games? It was my understanding that there would be no math. <laughs> I do not want to see them bunt. I am with you on, on the fact that there is a mound of information, despite the fact that I think deep in his heart, Rocco likes the bunt. He does. There is a mound of information that says bunting is not smart. But as a fan of baseball, if you tell me 
You can watch Byron Buxton hit a a three run homer that's going to you know be a standard home run to left field or a triple. I'm taking the triple every single time as a baseball fan. I want to see the most excitement possible. And but how many Byron Buxtons are there in this league that can fly like that and entertain? Not many. You? Not many on the bases. Not many, but but what that's I, what makes it special. But what overrides the entire thing for me is what is I saw for four games and three especially. I saw Cleveland pitch like I want my pitching. That those are the games I want. That nice. was brilliant against a great hitting team, a really good hitting team, and they came in and just flat out beat them. That's baseball, guys. Think about the guy we were just talking about in the first segment of this hour. Luis Arise. Yeah. Not, not great power. He, he's not going to hit 35, 40 home runs in a he's year. He's not going to hit 10. He's not probably not going to hit 10. You're right. Hit one Showed last night. Last I, night. One last I night, boys. love watching this kid hit. Yep. I love watching him hit. And he doesn't, I don't need him to hit 35 or 40 home runs for me to like appreciate what he's doing. No, but if you had a lineup full of Arises, you wouldn't be scoring a lot of I'm runs. I'm not asking for a lineup. I'm not asking for nine Luis Arises in the lineup. I'm just asking for one or two. I want I want what I consider <laughs> There's nothing wrong with one or two. No, I'm good with one or two. I want what I consider As long as the other seven guys are hitting bone bus. Now see I, I want I oh, I want home runs with the old baseball. But hit those out. Yeah. yeah. Not this ball now. And will you believe it if they tell you it is the old baseball, but they're still flying out at the same pace? No, because no. we'll know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the commander's completely lying. But um, he wouldn't do that. But more than He's anything, an man. when I sit down to watch a baseball game, I don't care who the teams are. I want as good a game as possible. Why are you looking at me like that, Danny? An honorable man. Come on, Rob, can't stand him. So you're full of it. I don't know what you're talking about. But it, I want an enter- the worst commissioner in the world. He is. He's but terrible. don't you guys want an entertaining game more than anything? Absolutely. I'm entertained. I'm, I'm almost an- fifty. If my team wins, great. If my team does not win and the game's a good game, I don't care. I'll 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 look at it this way. Last NFL season, the Rams and the Chiefs, that Monday night game where it was, was it 55 52 or whatever Something the final like score was? Yeah. If I'm seeing I, that was great and we all loved that and it was entertaining and what a crazy night in prime time that was. If I started seeing that every single week in the NFL where everybody's playing into the 40s, I'm going to get bored with that. You know why it was great? Because, because it was, it was. Out of the the realm of exactly. the ordinary, exactly. it was something that you never see. That's what made it so fascinating and so fun. It's like, wow, this is a real treat. Look at these two high powered offense that we have almost never seen before. Do this. You appreciate That's what made it, it awesome. Yes, exactly. You appreciate it. Whereas more. if you're watching football in the Big Twelve and you see it three times a weekend, you're like, I kind of want to watch a Big Ten game. And somebody yeah. play defense. Yeah, yeah. Somebody stops. But if it's once in a while, okay, this is cool. Like I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a 14 to 13 game. In Major League Baseball, like once a week somewhere or once a month per team, like that's fine. But I don't need it, need it four times a week with the Twins. Well, and they've rigged the baseball. Yeah, that's, that's what mm-hmm. that's what bugs me. Let's get let's go back to the old baseball and see what happens. But they'll never do it now, nope, because they're happy. Well, and they'll never admit that it's a rigged baseball. And they want it. And they, they no. Were... Rob Manfred admitted it. He said it's different. No, Justin he just Verlander said... admitted it for him. No, Rob Manfred said the balls are different, and then came and, out and said we didn't do it though. And we don't know why. We don't know why. It, it's it's complete <laughs> BS. He's saying it's different, but we didn't do it. But I don't know how. It but happened. I don't think it's fun. I'm Sorry. having fun, guys. I'm having a good time. I don't think it's fun to I'm watch. I'm enjoying this. Twins are in first place. Cubs are in first place. My baseball season's going just. I mean, last night sucked. I was gonna say, you're, and your my, Cubs are not doing just fine. My baseball season. Don't. Yeah, your Cubs are. Rami, we. It's gonna we be really to funny when the Cubs start winning away games in the playoffs. Big picture. 
Big picture, guys. My team is fine. We're in first place. I think you guys got problems in Chicago. Oh, I'm not saying they're without problems. I'm just saying. And I, I grew up a Cubs fan because of GN, but I think you got problems. You had on a nice Cubs shirt the other day. Got it across put, the street. Put a smile on my face. From Wrigley Field. It's very nice. I have a few Cubs shirts. Really? Yeah. Huh. Manny? I don't think I have any Cubs gear. Hmm. I'm not really a Cubs a, fan. Well, I like watching Harry for everybody. Games, oh, my, my, one, my one's outdated. <laughs> I have a Jorge Soler jersey t-shirt. This he now pay, Dude, plays he's raking now. Yeah, he's hitting bombs. This shirt technically is not a Cubs shirt so, that I'm wearing today. This is no, a, I got a question. This is a Cactus League shirt. Can I ask a question? Represented. <laughs> so the Cubs, wait, wait, because I can't process this. Yes. So the Cubs traded away a really good young hitting prospect. Oh, a few of them. To improve themselves for the short term because they saw a window to win. I. It says here in my baseball rules, you can't do that. That was the second time they traded a high prospect for a closer. That was in the Wade Miller trade that they gave up Jorge Soler. Don't they realize? Wade Davis. Wade Davis, Wade I'm Davis. sorry. Don't they realize how, how short-sighted and stupid it, it is to try and win baseball games when, when you can win four years down the road? How long do flags fly, guys? Forever. Thank you. It's the score North first place. Twins show live from Bomba. So to the land of 10,000 rakes, magic number 41. We're back after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. The Score North Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. All right, Score North download time, and it is one uh, forty-four as we get ready for one final segment of the Score North uh, First Place Twin Show. And it's uh, this download is a reminder to check out Minnesota Sports Rewind, where we here at Score North go back in time and dive deep into some of the most prominent moments in Minnesota sports history, including Twins-Tigers Game 163, Twins-A's Game 5 of the 0-2 ALDS, Kevin Love's 30-30 and 30 game, and Kevin Garnett's dominating Game 7 in 2004 against the Sacramento Kings. It is Minnesota Sports Rewind on scorenorth.com, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find podcasts. As we return for one final segment of the Score North Twin Show. Live from Bone Basota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 41. Rami Makloff, Judd Zulged, Danny Cunningham with you for one more segment before we make way for Matthew Collar and Purple Daily talking Vikings with you for the next two hours. If you're listening to us live, where you could be listening on the Score North mobile app, where you can subscribe and download and listen whenever you damn well please. Bottom line, mm-hmm. all free. All free. For, a, for now. For a possibly limited time, so act fast and go get that Score North mobile app. Uh, the the Twins were mentioned in the New York Post today, guys. In a positive way, they want the Twins. <laughs> Ken Davidoff of the New York Post yep. wants the Twins to make the playoffs. He's rooting for the Twins to make the playoffs because he's terrified of the Cleveland Indians. He thinks that they are the nightmare matchup, and uh, that's a quote, that the Yankees should want to avoid. Do you think the Indians present a bigger challenge to the to the uh, Yankees than the Twins do? I don't think it's even matchup wise. I don't think it's close because the, the Twins can hit right. So if if we got a preview of a Twins Yankees playoff series at Target Field in July, the Twins can hit. The Yankees can hit. Both teams can't pitch. So Cleveland with that rotation, if I'm the Yankees, I don't want anything to do with with them because if I play. If I'm the Yankees and I play the Twins, and I've said this for months now, and still believe it to be true, I can win eighteen to fourteen. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Yankees and I play Cleveland, I ain't scoring eighteen runs. So if I'm New York and I get the Twins, 
Nothing to do with jinxes or hexes or the past. I'm thrilled. If I get Cleveland, I am despondent because now I could be shut down. And guess what? I can't pitch either. So I and would take that's the Twins a lot of, that's a, The Yankees are a team where they don't have great pitching. The Indians don't have the best lineup by any stretch of the imagination. It's it's okay. It's been vastly improved throughout the season, but it, it's not what the Yankees have. It's not what the Twins have right now. But the Yankees don't have good enough pitching to shut it down. The Yankees don't have that. It, it wouldn't be a high-scoring series, but that's one I'm confident the Indians would win. Right now, there's only one team in the AL that I think would beat the Indians in, this, in a series, and that's Houston. That's it. I think Houston's the best team in baseball right now. But other than that, I don't think that there's another team other than Cleveland that could make a run at the World Series in the AL because the Yankees and the Twins don't have the pitching. And I don't think that Oakland or Tampa is good enough. No, those. Te- I don't think those teams are are talented. They're not on the level with some of these other teams. With the other four, no. About. No, right. I think that the, the Astros, Indians, Yankees, and Twins are significantly better than the Rays and the A's. But in a one-game wild card, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. That being said, if the Indians are the team in the wild card, they've got four guys that I think should be trusted in that game. If the Twins are in the one-game wild card, hold on to your butts. This is what Aaron Boone said about the... Uh, Cleveland Indians. It's a team that presents a lot of challenges. Really good pitching pitching staff. Obviously, really good starters to go along with the good pen and a lineup with some star players in it. Obviously, a lot of switch hitters, so they create some matchup issues. They've obviously brought in some guys in Yasiel Puig and Franmil Reyes, some right-handed thump that it gives them, so they are a challenge. How many times did he sprinkle obviously into that answer? Um, <laughs> do you want me to actually count? He said it at least three times. Uh, are you surprised? Obviously. He did. Obviously, it's a good idea. Obviously. It's, it was a smart answer, obviously. Three. There were three obviously. Oh, we all have crutch words. In those two paragraphs. We all do it. But yes, if if I'm the Yankees and you come to me and say, you could play the Twins or Cleveland... I'm taking the Twins every single time right now. Previously, but before the Puig trade, I probably would debate it. It's a debate just because of the pitching but, in Cleveland didn't change. Yeah, but now now with that pitching staff in Cleveland, and you've got Pop, and by the way, my pitching stinks. The Yankees' pitching stinks right now. Mm-hmm. It's not good. And they didn't do it. Like the, no. the Twins at least helped themselves at the trade deadline in the bullpen. The oh, Yankees, yeah. Yankees, the Yankees did nothing. didn't do anything the, to improve their that was That was one of the bright spots about the trade deadline for the Twins because we can ridicule them and, and criticize them and do all of these things for them not getting good enough, which I don't think they did. And I've gone on record. I will continue to say I don't think they did it enough. But one of the bright spots about the trade deadline was that the Yankees did nothing and the Red Sox did nothing. Houston made themselves better. Cleveland made themselves a lot better. Twins... You did okay, but the other two teams did nothing, and that's a good spot for the Twins. Your thoughts, Rami? They probably present a bigger challenge than the Twins would to the New York Yankees. But I don't, honestly, and I know I've been the optimist on this show and on this station, probably a little more so than anybody when it comes to this Twins team this year, I don't count them out against anybody in a playoff series. And the the Yankees don't, don't scare me that much at all, to be quite honest with you. They don't scare me either because I can't pitch. Right. It's just going to be, it, it's just that I, I don't have a lot of confidence that in like a five or seven game series that the Twins can outscore the Yankees every single time. And so it's going to turn into a, a really convoluted type of deal where it's 14-13 one night, 16-14. And it's, it's frustrating because if either team had gone out and, and solidified their starting pitching, there'd be clarity there. With Cle- the, Cleveland has that. They just do. With the Twins and the Yankees, obviously both 
pitching staffs are the weaknesses of both teams. But which pitching staff do you trust more to give you a good performance? I don't trust either to yeah, give you a, a good hard, performance. That's a hard question to answer. But I will say that the Yankees have guys that have been there in big spots that's, before, that's and that what counts was, for something. That's CC Sabathia, what I was getting at. CC Sabathia hasn't been great, but he's yeah, been but around. It's names, Tanaka though. hasn't been great, but he's been around. They've got guys that have been in those big spots, and they haven't been very good this year. But they're not going to. The moment's not going to be too big for them. Is the moment going to be too big for Jose Brios? We don't know. We if, can't say one way or the other. Right. Jake Odorizzi is the moment going to be too big? We don't know. Kyle Gibson probably yeah. Michael Pineda <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah. Like we we don't know Actually, that. Pineda Pineda's a wild card here. I don't know that for, for okay, sure. That's he, fair. he might be. He but the Yankees have a lot of names and guys who have been there. But man, they're they've either been hurt or borderline washed up right now. I just think it would be a series where there'd be no there'd be no definition and it wouldn't be good because it would be out of control games that aren't fun. I don't know that those guys for the Yankees are going to pitch well and I'm not saying that they will, but I'm saying I know that they're not going to be shook. They're not going to be they're not going to be on the mound trembling because the moment's too big. Right. I know I can say that about that. I can't say they're going to pitch well. But I know that the moment's not going to be too big, and that it, counts for something. It won't something be the nerves me. that get them. Yes. If anything it, it, gets them, it won't be the nerves. If something and, gets them, it's because they're just not that good. Right. Where you can say, Jose Brios is that good, but could the nerves get them? Yeah, they could. And right now, in a five-game series, and a five-game LDS between the Twins and the Yankees, the Yankees would have game five at home. And I don't game see that changing. Be, yeah. That'd be 20-19. to 19. And I mean, I, both and, teams would. I, I can assure you of this. In a Twins-Yankees playoff series as the rosters are constructed pitching wise both these teams would collapse absolutely it, it would be ridiculous and that's what's frustrating about why didn't somebody go and prove themselves and everyone's like well they couldn't they didn't have well guess what the Mets got Stroman and then and then the twins the, the excuses flow in about why they couldn't get Stroman until 2022 judge. yeah exactly <laughs> but again as a fan I want to see good games that aren't 21 to 20 because it turns into essentially a 12 year old baseball game. I probably should have rephrased my question. I probably should have rephrased my question and said, which pitching staff will crap the bed, will crap the bed less than the other pitching staff will. (laughs) Well, here's my question though. Off that, (laughs) off that point, which bullpen? Because the, this will actually come down to bullpen incompetence. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe the twins now, well, but they've still got Chapman with the Yankees. I was going to say, with Dyson and Romo, if they pitch better, maybe the Twins would have a shot here. Cleveland, but this is why I think if I'm the Yankees, I take my chances on the Twins every time. And Cleveland, I'm like, oh, boy, I don't want to see them. Cleveland has a roster that's built for postseason success. And if then they get to the right, postseason, though. they're a team that they you don't want to play. I think Houston would beat them, but I would pick Cleveland to beat the Yankees. I'd t- I would pick Cleveland to beat the Twins in a five-game series. But Houston has Houston is is clear cut now, right? Yes, I mean, and I anything so. can happen. They got some big problems series, in the bullpen, though, man. If any one of those starters that they have falters, <laughs> that could be that can cost them a series. Wow, it could. I mean, if you look That's back at the the 2014 Tigers, which we've talked about a couple of times, they had right. Verlander, Scherzer, David Price got swept. Yeah, Judd, you mentioned twelve-year-old uh, baseball. Yes, sir. The uh, Minnesota team who's out there, I believe, won the early game. That game's over already? Yeah. Yeah, I we got a tweet here from Chad saying, Minnesota beats Kentucky in round one of the Little League World Series. Congratulations. That's awesome. Why didn't we air that? Should We should have carried that game on score north. Way to, way to think of it after the fact, Mr. Program that Director. That would have pissed off Judd too much. 
Yeah, we're not going to do that. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I could have gone a happy hour. No, I, I, I could have been at Buddy's at noon drinking beer and eating lunch. You want to go there for lunch? Oh, would it benefit you? Then, that's then, what I wanted to see. Then air the Little League that's World Series games. That's what I wanted to see. How long has it taken? Yesterday you ranted and tirated well, that they on, put it on TV, yeah, but we should put it on the radio. But he's not He's not paying for the radio. <laughs> he's being paid exactly. to be on the radio, and it doesn't affect his bottom line. I'm not, I'm not anti-kids. I'm having anti-having to watch the kids. Oh, don't tell me, man. <laughs> this morning, because yesterday... I think it's great again, again to, just, just to be clear... The Zolgat theory on life is everybody should do everything that they want to do, which is legal. And just don't ask me to care about it. Correct. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm 100% with you there. I don't think this is a big leap. I'm 100% with you there. But I, if you don't think it should be on TV, it's awfully hypocritical for you to say, yeah, put them on the radio so I can get a morning off. Not if it gets me to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Purple Daily is coming up next. All three of us are back for uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami today at 4 o'clock for Judd Zolgad, Danny Cunningham, Manny Hill, Rami Makhlouf saying, have a good weekend. Score North Live is back Monday. All three of us back at 4 o'clock.